Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, February 15th, 2019. The month is, well, I guess it's a little over half over now because it's only 28 days or so in, in uh, February. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. And whether you're a regular listener or just new to the program, we have serious business to conduct here, and that is to try to help you achieve financial freedom, How to, try to help you become a better investor. That's our job. That's my job. Now, here at InvestTalk and KPP Financial, which is my firm, we implement a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. So, we want to think independently from the crowd, and I don't mind sharing all that information with you, and I certainly want to share it with my clients. So, that's how, we're go- that's how this is going to go, and it goes every day like this. So, we want you to become financially independent. How to do that? That's a hard job. It's not simple. But, you know, it's not hard as far as getting there. It will take time if you can be consistent. And this is the hard part is being consistent with your savings and your investing. Do it all the time. Think about the money you earn and what you do with it. I'm not saying you have to be Scrooge and you can't enjoy yourself because you've got to invest your money. I'm saying that you need to take on a discipline of a saving 10% or more of your paycheck every time you get a paycheck. Every time you get a dime, that has to be put away. You do it early enough, do it in your 20s, you'll be rich if you invest it in the market. Most people can't do it. Most people don't do it. But if you could, you'll be rich. So that's my job to try to talk you into doing that. And those people that are older listening to this show, you have to just save more money. You don't have to. You have to save more than ten percent. You got to save fifteen, twenty percent. And if you're you're approaching retirement, now you got to save twenty five, thirty percent. I mean, it goes up. You know how difficult that is. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But you just have to be persistent. Being persistent in your goal. Be persistent in your investing and saving. You know, you don't have to time the market. You can't do that. You don't have to, like, be perfect even in the market. Who is? No one. You just have to be consistent and do it over long periods of time. And it'll work. So in this hour, I'm going to do my best, my best, to help you step by step to get there, to get to be wealthy in one way, shape, or another. Whatever wealthy means to you. And of course, how do I do that? By helping, you know, by besides talking about what's going on in the economy and the market, I also do that by taking your calls. Our number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Well, Chinese President Xi is in trade negotiations game with Donald Trump. You know, uh, Donald Trump says that the final negotiations will be between him and Xi. Okay. The, the, I think that's probably going to come about that at least they're going to meet and talk. I don't know. There's a lot of speculation that the th- these negotiations are going in the right direction, but the deal isn't done until it's done, is it? And that's kind of, if you ever read Donald Trump's book, The Art of the Deal, 
It's not even done after it's done. He doesn't stop. He continues to negotiate even after he signed the dotted line. I'll give you, an, you want an example of that? How about uh, signing the, uh, the, the uh, border walls legislation today and then at the same time saying I'm going to uh, declare an emergency <laughs> so I can fund whatever I want to fund the wall? That's Donald Trump. That's him. I don't think you should think of it as bad or good, just who he is. That's who he is. So just accept that now. And how can you take advantage of it for you as an investor, really? Isn't it? Isn't that what we're here for? To understand how politics do to us as investors? That's what I think we should do. And I want you to do it. So anyways, Amazon said they're not going to do anything in New York City. They're pulling out. The, remember, we talked about it briefly. I talked about it briefly. About, what are they giving about $4 billion in tax incentives. And I was kind of whining that, you know, why should they be giving so much money? Well, in Amazon's case, they were going to exchange that $4 billion for 25,000 jobs. So what's better? Having the 25,000 jobs or just keep your $4 billion? And I'm just thinking, I don't trust politicians to negotiate very well. I really don't. But the estimate is they're losing about $27 billion down the road because they're, they're big, the, the deal is not going through in New York. And Amazon's not picking a new space. It's just going to, remember, it already picked two places, one place out of side Virginia. So I understand they're going to increase that size in Tennessee, do something in Tennessee. So, you know, that was pretty big news. Pretty big news, I think. Um, well, everybody's listening to the, you know, uh, listening. It, it's pro- and hopefully you're realistic if you're listening to us. You're realistic about what your goals are, okay, and your financial situation. Are you able to look at your financial situation and determine where you are, or if you're in bad shape or good shape? Most people have trouble with that. We're all working toward that quote-unquote financial freedom goal, right? We're all doing that. But how do you know if you're getting there? You know, so it, it, it's, it's a matter of time. And you can call me up and I'll tell you. But it is, you know, it is something that takes time. According to Bloomberg.com, in 2018, the best-paid hedge fund manager made $7.7 billion. Now, bad for a paycheck, huh? The best paid hedge fund manager, $7.7 billion. James Simons owns Renaissance Technologies. Its total hedge fund income is, was uh, $1,600,000,000. $1,600,000,000. Mr. Sims' net worth, $16,550,000,000. What do you do with all that money? I, I'm, I'm just curious. You have all that money. What do you do with it? You got to give it away. I mean, you got to. I mean, if I had that kind of money, I'd set up an endowment, you know, and and, and give it away before I, you know, uh, before I died or after I died. And so, you know, I would do that. I wonder what all these billionaires. Do. I know some of them do. Bill Gates, I know, does, and so does uh, Warren Buffett. They have set up to give away all their billions. You know, that's what they should do. That's really what they should do. You can't spend it. Do some good with it. Let's see, Ken Griffith, uh, Griffin owns Citadel. The total hedge fund income for him, uh, for, the, for income is $870 million. Now his net worth is $9.8 billion. So these are big hedge fund people. Ray Diallo owns Bridgewater Associates. You do realize 
that most hedge, many hedge funds go out of business. Many of them. These are just some of the biggest and most famous. So you should stay away from investing in hedge funds. That's not for you and me. That's for the big boys. That you know, and they make so much money when they're right, and then they lose it all when they're wrong. And mind you, they don't lose their money; they lose your money. They get paid either way. They don't get the big bonuses if they lose your money. They still get paid though, just not as much. <laughs> so be very, very careful. Now, as you see, there's always lots of market news to talk about. I talk about it every day. Something interesting. I hope it's interesting. And um, um, what, are, what do you want to talk about? That's really what's interesting to me. And you know, today's Friday, so we send out our premium newsletter, which we distribute to all subscribers in the morning. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Our listener line is always open. The number is 888-99-CHART. Yes, uh, this is Jeff calling from Iowa. I'm considering doing a, a covered call in my portfolio. And I would just want to know uh, a little bit more about doing the covered call where would you put the strike price and where would you put the expiration date relative where the current market price of the stock is? I just want to get a little more insight on, on that strategy if you'd be willing to share that. Thank you. Well, that question cannot be answered because when you're doing a covered call strategy, you know, where you put the strike price and, you know, that, that's all that, that's, that's the skill you develop. There's no, well, I'll put it here and put it there. To how much money you're getting for the call and how much exposure? What was, what's the movement of the price? You can't, you can't answer that question. So you really, get, if you're going to do covered call strategy, you get got to learn how to do it before you jump in with real money, because that that's a you could lose a lot of money not knowing what you're doing. So that question is not answerable on the phone when you know over the airways or even even if you wrote me where should i put a covered call uh what price well it depends i need to know. there's a million things that it depends on and justin by the way is the expert on on options so i am not i've never been an options trader justin has been so but you know you can't answer that question really can't sorry you're listening to invest talk i'm steve peasley i want to let you know that I have set some new dates. I have a new date, really, just one right now. For my San Jose meeting, it'll be in downtown San Jose area, not too far from the airport. And it is on Wednesday, March 13th. So if you want to meet with me, Wednesday, March 13th. We'll talk more about this later. Space is limited, everybody. I, you know, I'm there one day. so you, And I'm there every month or so, so you know, just know, but limited on a day-to-day basis. Go to investtalk.com, send me an email, and ask for a time. Ask for a meeting, we'll do it. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure that your investments are performing as well as they should be? Well, there's a treasure trove of wealth-building information freely accessible right now at investtalk.com. You'll find investment strategies and unbiased guidance. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, everybody. That's our number. You can call us right now. The KPP Premium Newsletter goes out every Friday to all the subscribers, and it is packed. Usually, I try to get it that way anyways, with useful information. 
First section is called market conditions. Market conditions. Talk about the market. Talk about this week in the market. Talk about this week in the economy. I kind of blend the two into the first section. And I mentioned the various indexes this week uh, broke above their 200-day moving average, which is, you know, uh, is a resistance. And, you know, in our Invest Talk Academy, I taught what support and resistance numbers were where they come into. And 200-day moving average is a, is a very significant support and resistance number. And it broke above, most of them broke above this week. Uh, clearly today, as of yesterday, they were right at it, but today they broke up with the, the huge moving market up today. Um, so that tells you that now we're, we're still about 5% or so away from the high for the S&P 500 from its old high. So don't think it's free and clear yet as to new highs. We're not there yet. I think the next uh, resistance level is right around $2,800. I meant $2,800 on the, not dollars, but $2,800 on the, on the uh, S&P 500. Uh, is an, uh, that's the, uh, you'll see it if you look at a chart. Um, let's see, I said that the market this week was driven by two things, two two positive things, trade negotiations with China, which look like they're going in the right direction, and not the, the, and the signing of the border wall deal so that we won't have another government shutdown. The market likes those things. Doesn't, remember, the market doesn't like uncertainty. does not. But So shutting down the government always gives them nervous, even though I don't think it really did much you know, the last time we did it. So will the market continue to move up? And that's what I speculate in the newsletter in the first section. We need some catalyst, a catalyst of some kind. We have to have a catalyst. I don't know where that's coming from. Not going to be earnings, probably. I got. I, I came up I, th this afternoon. I thought of a little theory that might, might be the catalyst. But I gotta, I gotta flush that out before I talk about it. And of course, I give a couple stock ideas and some other things on that newsletter. It you know I I try to really give you you know how to man you know there's a section on how to call portfolio management how to manage a portfolio so I give you different ideas and different concepts in there so you know I think I think it's well worth worth it for those people who are the clients get it for free and for everybody else it's nineteen dollars and ninety five cents a month and you get it comes out every Friday every Friday in your email box. We're closing out on the second week of February, which, by the way, ends on the seventh week of the year. And doing the math, 2019 is already a little bit about one-seventh over. One-seventh. <laughs> so don't wait. Your financial freedom is at stake here. Give us a call. 888-99-CHART. Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make Invest Talk a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. Our main talking point today retail sales plunge 1.2%. We mentioned this yesterday. But I want to delve into it a little bit deeper today. Uh, you know, the consumer who makes up retail sales is 66% of our economy or so. So it's quite important. Quite, it's an important number. Also, um, stay domestic. Stay with domestic stocks, people. 
this is a, some some experts are saying that this is where you should be, not in foreign markets right now. And we'll go over why they think that. <clears throat> also, the dollar. Have you noticed the dollar ended this week lower? The dollar peaked in December. It hasn't really, it's not that weak, but it's weakening. And what will that do? What what does that mean for us as investors? And finally, did you hear what the 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 interview, the Charlie Munger interview? You know who Charlie Munger is? He's Warren Buffett's right hand man. I mean, they they two been they 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 two have been the 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 people who grew Berkshire Hathaway. Everybody gives Warren Buffett the credit, but Charlie Munger's right there, and he's a pretty straight talker. So I'm going to give you some of his quotes out of that interview, just because it's very interesting to hear him talk. The market was up today. The Dow was up 443 points. Pretty big day, 443 points. The NASDAQ 45 and the S&P 30. And that was basically based on all the rumors about trade talks in China. Do you remember this old saying, you buy the rumor and sell the news? Because I've been talking to people, and they think that once the deal gets through, the market will take off. I don't think so. I think it's taking off now based on the rumors that's coming out. But we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong. But that's generally my experience is the rumors of something are more powerful than the actual something when it occurs. So when it comes to the stock market, anyways. Retail sales were bad, down 1.2%. And that was for December. It was late. The report was late in December. Um, this, you know, some economists think it's, it's, eh, it's just a one month thing and it's probably not right. The numbers are off. Could be. Some economists are worried about the word, the big R word recession, but what it will do, it will definitely affect, affect, affect the GDP for the fourth quarter because the retail sales so important. So that's that's that if we some are saying we're going to get two percent from two point seven percent was the old estimate for the fourth quarter two percent instead and if that's true well, that definitely means we won't make three percent for the year it'll be well below three percent we'll see let's go to lee and sam mateo how you doing lee uh very well thank you so much for taking my call i really appreciate it I was wondering whether it is is it a good time to sell a bird stock that has been going up steadily, or okay. should I just hold onto it? Okay, was it I'm when you bought of, it? Was yeah. When you bought it, was your thought process that I was going to hold on to it for a long term as a core holding or just for trade? I was sort of inherited. Uh, this, oh, uh, okay. Market, more than, you know, okay. more than uh, okay. 10,000 shares. So, uh, <sighs> right now, I okay. think it was, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Merck, Merck & Company, headquarters out of uh, New Jersey, d you know, develops drugs. Uh, big company, very big company, $207 billion. It pays a very nice dividend, not great dividend, 2.8%. You know, when it's below three, I, I, you know, it's not that great. But pays a nice dividend, has consistently growing earnings and sales. That's the best thing about Merck is that it's not great growth. It's not really fast growth, but they con it's constant mm -hmm. growth. Now, the, the stock uh -huh. itself is right at its high range of the P.E. ratio. So this would probably be, 
you know, if you're not going to sell something now, at least have a tight stop on it. If it keeps going up, just let it keep going up. But if it starts to roll over on you, mm -hmm. I would probably take some off the table because it's right at the high of its PE ratio. It's still a very good company. Uh, you know, so don't think, mm -hmm. Lee, that it's something wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with Merck. But it is at a 52-week high. And as long as it stays okay. moving in that direction, yeah, I'd hold on to it. But if it starts to break down three or four or five days, I would say right now it's at $79. If it below broke below $76, I'd probably get out at this point. But if it goes to $90, you know, I, I would move my stop up. You know, I would move, you know, okay. until it, it, it just okay. is it's just at a high. So you've got to be careful, Lee. Okay. Okay. So Thank you for the call. Why to, uh, buy International growth fund. That's what Vanguard advisor recommended to buy. Um, international I don't, growth I wouldn't, fund. I, I wouldn't buy one right now. Um, okay. I, that wouldn't be where I would be. I, I'd much prefer international means U.S. and outside U.S. So it depends. Vanguard's a good fund family. They're inexpensive. It depends. I'd look at it. if it was mostly domestic. That wouldn't be a bad idea. But it, but mm -hmm. but Europe, Europe and China have problems, economic problems, and I don't right. know if I want to buy into that. My, I would stay in the U.S. Thank you very much for the call, Lee. I appreciate that. Eight 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 ninety nine chart Monday on a vest dog. Drug giants can save America billions of dollars, but will they? Heart drugs are keeping Medicare costs down, but pharmaceutical pricings may hold back other advances. That story on Monday with. Justin here, Justin Klein. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. You know what my husband and I really want? I mean, after years of working and saving and investing, we want financial freedom. Financial freedom to do and live as we want without worry. But our old 401k plan? It's out of date. It can't truly be working for us. You're listening to someone who would benefit from a personalized portfolio review, the kind of unbiased advice and sensible investment strategies offered in a no-cost preliminary consultation by KPP Financial. Sure, we feel confident about some of our investment decisions over the years, but retirement will get here someday, and we should cover our bases now. Get a valuable second opinion on your current financial picture. And KPP Financial doesn't impose unnecessary products or services, so you can make informed decisions with your money. At KPP Financial, we offer independent thinking and shared success. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Contact KPP Financial. KPP Financial. Okay. Learn more anytime at kppfinancial.com. You're listening to Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure your investments are performing as well as they should be? You can find investment strategies and unbiased guidance anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Robert San Mateo. How are you doing, Robert? Want to talk about uh, Coupa Software? 
Uh, yes. Um, I just recently found your podcast, and I appreciate you taking my call. Um, Thank you. So my question is uh, basically trying to figure out how to read the stock because it's recently been going up, and just kind of your thoughts on it. Yeah. This one is crazy. A Copa Software, C-O-U-P-A, Copa. C-O-U-P is the symbol out of San Mateo. Develops cloud-based spend management platform that connects 700 organizations with 3 million suppliers globally. It's a $5.7 billion company. This is one of those companies that are super high growth and they're going to make money for the first time this year. 13 cents a share and that's going to go to 21 cents a share in 2020, 21 cents a share is not worth $96. And that's what this stock is cha- is trading at. New 52-week high, $96.33 a share. Why is it so expensive? Number one, it's in the cloud. Everybody loves things in the cloud right now. Number two, sales growth is 40, 30, 40, 50% per quarter. Huge growth. And so those two reasons is why everybody thinks this is just going to be a great stock. I think it's really too expensive, and I would not buy it because it's so expensive, Robert. When I say expensive, I'm saying for 21 cents, I'm not going to pay, what, a three, 400 P.E. ratio? That's what you're buying. When the average P.E. ratio for the overall market is 15 and I'm going to pay 300 I mean, I can pay much higher than that, than the 15 but not that much higher. So it's way too expensive, Robert. So if you own it, you want to follow it with a tight stop. If it starts to move down, take some profits off the table. If you want to buy it, uh, you know, that's a very, very, very high risk. Robert, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. That's our number. Okay. Stay domestic. U.S., you know, this is what some of the experts are saying. Don't go foreign yet. Yet. Now, if you do go foreign, as long as you have a long-term outlook, it will work out. But this, these couple of experts that I'm quoting here are saying you need to stay domestic. Why? Because U.S. sales are beating overseas sales. U.S. sales, corporation sales, we're talking about corporate sales, earnings, profits, sales, are beating their overseas competition. Now, there's only two things that really basically moves markets, and that's earnings. You've heard me say that. And another thing that's very pervasive that moves uh, stock market is interest rates, direction of interest rates. Now, for the earnings, Fact Sheet, which is a big company that that's all they do is study corporations and try to come out with estimates. For the S&P 500, they have earnings in the first quarter going up one point, um, declining 1.9%. So they're saying <clears throat> earnings compared for the first quarter of this year with the first quarter of last year are going to be down 1.9%. And the second quarter, the second quarter, they say it's going to be up 1.1% quarter over quarter. The, year over year on the quarters. Now, for the third quarter, they're saying it's going to be up 2.4%, and the fourth quarter, they say it's going to be up 5%. Now, how good is fact sheet? Generally, these trying to estimate what the earnings are going to be more than a quarter or two ahead is pretty, their, their track record is pretty weak. All, all of them are pretty weak. And they usually are more optimistic than the actual numbers are. 
well, they'll be changing these numbers as they go along as they get closer and closer to the end of the quarter. I find it interesting they say that this first quarter there's going to be shrinkage. That's going to be, that market's not going to like it, by the way, if that happens. We'll see. We'll see. Remember, the Dow's up 443, the Nasdaq's up 45 and the S&P up 30, the investors are not thinking uh, earnings problems. They're really not. Maybe they should be, but they don't seem to be. This is Invest Talk. <clears throat> I'm Steve Peasley, and we stream and broadcast Invest Talk live in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time, weekday, Monday through Friday. It's also open, that line, uh, we uh, our call line is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You can also download it through podcast at investtalk.com. And you can subscribe to all the podcasts at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. So I hope you do. I think it's really good. to The podcasts are really, you know, something that's nice because we cut out all the commercials. Most of them, anyways. So hope you tell your friends and family. Give us a listen. We would appreciate that. So we are taking your financial questions now, live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And Invest Talk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, the Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, Invest Talk Academy, the KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed each Friday, and the next no-cost portfolio review opportunity with Steve Peasley. Yes, Steve will be returning to San Jose, California on Wednesday, March 13th to meet with Invest Talk listeners who understand the value of having a focused portfolio strategy. If you register and then make time to sit down with Steve, he can very likely show you how to maximize your investment performance. These are free consultations, but space is limited. So get started now at investtalk.com. Hey guys, this is Alias out of Corpus Christi again. I have a plan to where within the next five years, I do plan on buying a house. Of course, everyone likes to say, well, you should always keep an eye out on the foreclosures list. And I wanted to know, is there like any catch to buying a house on the foreclosing list? And if so, what does that catch usually end up being? Or is it, hey, the bank lost money on this and they're just trying to get their money back. And so they want to sell it for at cost with a little bit of profit on top. Look forward to listening to the answer. I would really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Now, I have bought foreclosures in California. Um, how it works here in California, I'm not sure about everywhere in the United States, but how it works here, if the bank uh, has to has to publish their foreclosing on certain properties and they have to give like three weeks notice and it's got to be published in newspapers or whatever. Then at the courtroom steps, once uh, once a month, they auction off the properties to anybody who wants them. So what happens is, is the court, I don't know who in the court does it, a sheriff or whoever, I don't remember who that is, but he comes, to, you know, you have to find out when that has happening and call the court and you can buy these things at that time, but you got to pay 100% in cash with cashier's checks. You got to pay it all right there. And what happens is the starting bid is the loan amount that the bank wants. Okay. The bank may, you know, took ownership of the foreclosure at, 
let's say they have a 500,000 or 200,000 loan, so the bid would start at 200,000. And there's usually a handful of people there who are experts at this, by the way, so you're competing with them. And they'll may bid, okay, I'll bid two, 205,000. Someone else will say, I'll bid 210 and 220. And so it's a bid, an auction. Okay? So then whoever wins it gets it. Now, did you get to see the house? You could have seen the address of the house, and you can go look at it from the outside, but you can't get into it. You can only look out from the street. You can't even, you're not even supposed to go on the property. You're trespassing. So it, you're taking a risk. That's how they generally work. That's how you had to buy them. Okay, does that make sense to you? Okay, thanks for the call. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. The dollar, the dollar ended up down this week. It peaked in, in December, but it's been kind of fluctuating downward, upward, downward, but lower now than it was then. So it's weakening. I mean, before December, it was all, you know, it was all uphill before, last year. So why? Because think about it. What makes our dollar go up and down? Inflation, if we have inflation, we don't have inflation. So that's not the problem. Okay, how about our economy versus other economies? Because the dollar floats with uh, against other other do other currencies like the the uh, the euro or the yen, the Japanese yen. You know, it floats. So why isn't ours weakening when they have more economic problems? We have we have much less economic problems. It's a it's a quandary. Why is that? It might be because retail sales were bad this week. <laughs> that might be, but. You know, maybe they're projecting the people who trade the dollar projecting a weaker economy in the United States than we think it, it's going to be. But then again, isn't the rest of the world weakening in their economies? I haven't figured out why the dollar is weak other than it just got too expensive and it's just pulling back a little bit. I can't figure out why because remember, it's traded against other currencies. While it is weak, you know what asset that benefits is gold and precious metals. So that's the area that's been, that take a look at the chart of GLD, which is the gold, 10% of the gold price, GLD, that's an ETF, which represents 10% of the gold price. And you'll see what I'm talking about as far as strength. As the dollar weakens, it strengthens. Let's go to another caller who took time to leave their question on our Anytime Listener Line number, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. Just want to get your opinion on SOGO, S-O-G-O. They're like the second uh, leading mobile search platform in China, and I know China's kind of been in a bear market. Stock's floating around $6 right now, and it came down from its 52-week high to about 15 So it's kind of bottoming out in this kind of range after it bounced back up from about like 47 I believe, was the low point. Just want to get your opinion on it. The earnings came out. Uh, looks like their PE ratio might be a little bit high. They are a growth company. They're putting a lot of their funding into R&D for AI technology and for the future, obviously. And uh, it looks like it might be a good buy. They also have a billion dollars on cash right now, which is bigger than their market cap. So you just want to see outside of the obvious you know, trade war tension, do you see any real downside, especially with so much cash on hand for this company? Just want to know what you think. Thanks. Bye. Well, it's always a risky, risky situation when you're dealing with a foreign company. And China's, China's companies are known for not telling the truth about their financial health. Having said that, 
Sogo, S-O-G-O is a symbol. Sogo Inc. trades as an ADR uh, here in the United States. Uh, and they are a China-based company that provides search and search-related services in China. Okay, so Google. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Google. Google kind of company. They make money, which is good. Uh, they're slowly making more money, not fast, but sales are very fast. Maybe they're spending on R&D more, more than you know they're earning, and that's why they're not making a lot of money right now. But they are growing fast. So even though the most recent quarter was only 7%, before that they were growing 40-50% per quarter in sales. It's a $2 billion company. They're going to make $0.38, cents and it's a $5.97 stock. So that's pretty reasonable. I think that's a good, reasonable price. And the stock has been basing, what we call basing, since November of last year. Basing means going basically sideways. Sideways. The longer it bases, and it's a growth company, and earnings are there, and you know, the, longer, as long, the longer it does that, the more likely it's going to break up go up, not break up the company. I'm saying break up on a chart, go up. So, um, yeah, I think this could be, it's a speculative stock. So you just make sure you don't put too much in it, but it's probably a good buy point right here. You got to be patient because you're waiting for China to turn around probably. And their problems are deeper than we know because they like to hide them, but, you know, they still are growing 5 6%. At least that's what they say. Some speculate that maybe the growth is 1%, 2%. We don't know because we can't trust their numbers. 888-99-CHART is our number here at Invest Talk. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Uh, we have another caller. Let's go to that caller. You can call anytime you want. Leave any question you want as long as it's financial. Hi, uh, Steve and Justin. This is Michael from New Jersey. I'm interested in the company MetLife, M E. I have it for several years, and it's kind of inconsistent. It has close to 4% yield, but no performance so far. What is your opinion on this one? Thanks. Bye. Okay. MetLife Insurance Company, uh, you know, it's insurance. Global provider of life insurance, annuities, employee benefits, asset management services. And, you know, it's not very exciting. Its growth is pretty much flat. Some quarters it grows really nice and some quarters it shrinks a little bit. Uh, the most recent quarter lost, the growth was down 1%. The quarter before that was up 1%. The quarter before that, growth was up 38%. So, you know, it's that kind of movement, but that might have been because they bought a company, so you got to be careful. They're going to make $5.42 this year. That's the estimate. Then $6.05 next year. It's a $44 stock. So, the P.E. Low, the P.E. ratio is very low. Very low, okay? Um, and that's good. Uh, return equity is not very good at 10%. That's kind of low, too. That's not, not that good. They don't have a lot of debt. They do pay a div nice dividend 3.7. This is kind of just a hmm, ho-hum. This is the kind of stock you buy in a recession, and then because the dividend will be very high then, and then just hold on to it because it's not going to give you a big return. It's just not. So if you're looking for big returns, this is not the company you should be holding. Okay, it is a big company, 44 billion. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. 
the year, the day, the hour has moved pretty fast, as it always does. we got about 10 minutes left, everybody. And you get your questions in now if you want. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, drug giants could save America billions. But will they? That story on Monday. And now Steve is here taking your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Jared in San Francisco. He wants to talk about Unity Group. Is that how? Unity Group? Yeah, it's Dr. Unity. Hi, Jared. Hi. Uh-huh. Unit. Unity. Uh, after close, it dropped, looked like 25%. It was going, Ooh. it was rising for a while. Um, and I'm just wondering, is it, so that must... I mean, I've had it for a while. Is it, is it something I should just hang on to or maybe add to the, add to the Well, you don't, or... you don't, you don't, you don't sell a company when it drops, you know, the day it drops 25%. That's not the smartest thing to do. Because obviously, probably earnings, is that the, the why it happened? The earnings, we missed the earnings? I don't see it in the news here. I'm trying to pull it up quickly. Unit, U-N-I-T is the symbol. It's headquarters in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that owns, acquires, and leases communications distribution systems in the United States. It makes decent money. $2.62 is the estimate for next year. This year, $2.50. So it's a fairly reasonable price. So the only thing I must suppose is that you had a real bad earnings report. It got up to around $20, and it hesitates right around $19 to $20, and it's gotten as high as $21 last May. But that's where it stops. So if they're going to make two dollars and eighty-two cents, and it's a twenty-dollar stock, that means the the PE ratio is about going. To, I mean, not the PE ratio, the payout ratio for the dividend is about ten percent. So because they have to, as a REIT, they have to pay ninety percent. So uh, Jared, depending on what the news is, that's going to drop this stock twenty-five percent net tomorrow, which is pretty shocking, by the way. That's a big, big move down. Um, you you have to wait a few days, no matter what, to have the stock settle down. Um, then see if that news is something that's going to affect it long term, or is it just a one time thing? You know, if it's a one time thing, yeah, that's a buying opportunity, right? If it's a one time thing, okay. if it's something that's systemic, you know, something that, oh, you know, they they they, for instance, something that would make me very nervous. They've been lying on their numbers, and they got caught. And that's why it dropped. That would be something I'd want to get at. But let's say right, so that's earnings what was, was dis. That's what I was wondering. If you could, yeah. if, if you could see something that I'm not seeing. Not, not here yet. No, not, not. not I don't see it. And the, I, I have something I could look at the news on the company really fast, and I didn't see anything out yet on it. So, I, I can't tell. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Unit Jared. Appreciate it. Eight 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 ninety nine chart everybody. Okay, Charlie Munger is right hand man for Warren Buffett. Been with him for umpteen bazillion years, and is, of course a billionaire in his own right. He's known for his straight talk. He was in a most a most recent interview. I think it was today, and I'm, I want to give you some of his his quote. 
quotes. One, I th- quote, I think it's really stupid of, uh, of a state or a city to drive the rich people out, in a quote. He thinks it's really stupid for them to do that. In California, they've been driving rich people out of the state of California for a long time. <laughs> don't, don't get misunderstanding. There's a lot of rich people still here. I understand that. But they seem to be driving them out. Another quote of his about, about rich people. They're old. This is a quote. Quote, they're old. They keep the hospitals busy. <laughs> they're no burden on schools or the police department or prisons. Because <laughs> they're rich old people. So they keep the hospitals busy. I think that, and by the way, he's, he's a rich old person. <laughs> so he's talking about himself. I thought that was pretty funny, actually. I mean, just, just me. Uh, um, and he said they give a lot. And who wouldn't want rich people in their city, state, or county, or wherever? Of course you want them. Why would you drive them out? And these questions were asked to him about this, and these were his responses. And it's basically about the Amazon leaving leaving New York with you know because Amazon, you know, was, Amazon was going to put a second headquarters there, part of their second headquarters there, and, and you know, then apparently that deal fell through. So that's that's. Berger also said there are a number of places that that shoot themselves in the foot, and he quoted. Uh, New York, Connecticut, California. <laughs> Interesting. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program and another week of InvestTalk program. And I thank you for your support and all your questions. I want you to enjoy the weekend, everybody. So have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.